I'm Charlie Taylor. I'm in Carter. I run hip hop by the numbers on Twitter. I use hip hop statistics to highlight the bigger picture. And I am director of the Fifth Element, where I highlight the Fifth Element hip hop, which is knowledge. And shout out to everyone that stayed up <laughs> for Kanye's album <laughs> and got absolutely fuck all. Welcome to Digging the Digits. I was I was actually oh, gosh. I was surprised that people were were saying it with their whole chest that it was dropping. My people, my people in the UK were up at five AM. They were so convinced. The poor bastards. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, if you've gone through any you Kanye West, like pe- people were like, "Well, Kanye, Kanye re- announced it," and I'm like, I-, "I was retweeting the the the." Did he pre- announce it, or did he just drop the track list and everyone thought he'd drop it? No, he. I think he said Donda Friday, and then obviously, okay. but All we right. got, we did get Donda. We got. The, the listening party You got so, a live stream of Donda <laughs> We got it We did get it like, You got a live stream Yeah I mean it's You got You got You got You got, you got a tasty live stream Look man I got my oh, tweets No go 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 No I just wanted to shout out that guy Who uh, managed to get like The best seats in the house um, Basically finessed it He was a photographer And literally got better seats Than Kim Kardashian So Shout out to that guy. I don't know who that guy is, but I saw that video of how he finessed it. So um, just shout out to you. That was that was that was absolutely perfect finessing. Was Kim Kardashian there? Yeah, she was there. Yeah, okay. she was. Yeah, she was. Uh, yeah, she was. She was near. But that guy was nearer. So shout out nice. to him. Well played. Hi Ben, how's your week been? What have you been this week? Uh, week's been okay. Week's been you know we 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 had an anti-lockdown protest uh, on Saturday in Sydney. Which I was, heard. Um, I heard. I mean. Well, <laughs> I can't really say anything. This is just dense. It's just dense behavior, really dense behavior. But anyway, yep. Uh, so I listened to a few records. Now I want people to indulge me for a second here because I do want to talk about the Dave record, and it's a little bit. But we've got a bit of time today. This album was really special, and for a few reasons, not least the fact that Dave is one of the best rappers. It's just the art of rapping in hip hop because his conversational tones maybe hide his technical ability but like he's very very engaging but this is not a glamorous album this is not an album that is courting voyeurism and dave says this repeatedly you know he 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 sprinkles this in all over the place like on heart attack he says i've done mway trips done shit that i wish i never did because i could have been a prisoner is this the shit that appeals to the listeners the road ain't no amazing life the ends full of snakes and jails. It's just a waste of time. And then he doubled down on that on Survivor's Guilt. Uh, he says, behind the glitz and the glamour, all the lights you see behind the rumors on the life I lead. Let me talk to the people like it's the mic in me. The truth is I got really bad anxiety. I'm on the motorway crying in the driver's seat. I don't even know where I'm going. Like it's the emotion and resilience in this album shines because the storytelling is vivid enough to elicit empathy and Empathy comes from understanding and knowledge. You know, there's no, I, I don't believe in that people are born as empaths, that you just have this innate ability to, I've never met someone like that. It doesn't, I don't think it exists. What, where it comes from, it's the ability to think about things through the lens of someone else's experience. 
Dave does all this for us. There's no extra work necessary. You don't have to abstract this out. You don't have to sit down and really think about what he must have been seeing and feeling because he details the pain and torment he suffered and the issues around him so vividly. You can't help but empathize and it's awful. It's so awful. This is I don't see this album as a celebration of success, although he does occasionally drop in a few bars to remind us, you know, exactly what he's achieved. But I see it as an acceptance of the complexity of right and wrong, of the consequences of discrimination, not just on those directly discriminated against, but every single person within that ecosystem and how that toxicity can poison lives for generations, all through absolutely no fault of the people whose lives are poisoned. And he sprinkles in these really sobering bars that hammer these points home, just single bars in such evocative ways. He says, where I'm from, the word life has a different meaning. I took the hard road. We don't know about the easier. Backstabbing man, I'd rather cut, rather you cut my face. His blade the same length as a javelin. And then he says, it's kind of different when the fire is what, what you start from. And I don't think there's been a better album this year. I, I don't even think it's as good as Psychodrama, which is amazing, but like, it's it's an immense record. It's such an immense record, and it's it's such a hard task what he he set out to achieve on this album. But I think he achieves it. It's a hard listen, man. It's a really hard listen. Survivor's Guilt, Heart Attack. Uh, these are really difficult songs to hear, and um, he's so engaging. Like just, it's a beautiful record. It's it's, it's a hard listen though. If you haven't heard it, pff, go listen to it. Uh, Avellino, Ego Kills. British hip-hop is stacked in 2021. This is crazy. Like This is four years since his previous project. Very smooth record, very well-rounded. I love the way he positions himself on, on a song like uh, Same Old Story, kind of details his come-up and the conditions that built him and enjoying his new level of success. Rest 32 comes through with a brilliant verse on Me and My Friends. Really opens up with some personal emotions, which I think matches Avellino perfectly. He's great emotion on this project. Uh, Ransom and Big Ghost, Heavy is Ahead. So apparently Big Ghost is a blogger who gained fame or notoriety, depending on your viewpoint, by impersonating Ghostface. He even actually had Wiz Khalifa duped in 2011 when Big Ghost commented on one of Wiz's songs and Wiz thought it was the real Ghostface and he lit Ghostface up. And Ghostface was like, this is not me, this is someone else. But he became a producer, Big Ghost, and his resume has Griselda, Vic Spencer, Crime Apple, Husk Kingpin, 38 Spash, UFO Fev, and now Ransom. And the production on here is immense. So good, man. Like, if you've got Ransom on here next to artists like Rome Streets and RJ Payne, like, you need to bring some really gritty beats. And this is exactly what we get. Red Wedding is a great example. It's this siren loop interrupted by this hint of static, which gives the track a real, it's like a painful quality. And that aesthetic is all over. This whole project is it's really well done, really well produced. Mike Capes, in spite of, uh, very adept on many different types of production. The first two tracks have a real Dreamville quality. And then Urgency has this anxious, frenetic energy. Hunger has a drill cadence. Reminders is boom bap. Great listen, really diverse, really adept. Uh, and finally, oh no, second final, uh, Snow Allegro, a lot this week, a lot of, a lot of albums this week. Snow Allegro is amazing on this project. There's, there's such a freedom to her vocals. It's like she's reveling in her own ability. And, you know, that that really... When that Pharrell beat came on in your eyes, 
I was like, not again, not again. I don't know what it is, but I'm not, I'm not handling Pharrell at the moment. But I was actually excited to hear yeah, how she would, He has been missing, right? He's been missing a lot. And as soon as that beat come on, I didn't even need to look at the track list. I'm like, I know exactly who made this beat. But she's so fucking good. She makes the beat sound like it comes from outer space. This is like, it sounded like a 2000s Pharrell. And yeah, man, on the on the Tyler tracks, she skates. Taste sounds like a dark 1980s R&B cut. Everything sounds like a 90s slow burner from a boy band, but in a good way. Uh, Tangerine Dream might be more indicative than just the, the imagery in the song. Like, obviously, there's a lot of ambient stretches on here. It's really hard not to get dragged into the warmth of the production, but I think that Snow holds you at bay because of her presence. You know, the production is really lush and inviting, but she's a, a way more interesting prospect than, than the production. She's hurt and confused. And, and we're hurt and confused with her, which sucks, but... If you're going through something similar, then it's it's very soothing. So that was a great project. And finally, Ladisi, I think that's how I pronounce her name. Ladisi sings Nina. So this is all Nina Simone songs, and it's not easy to sing Nina Simone songs. Her ability transcended genre and era and everything. She she had an immense ability to seize the emotion of a song and not just deliver that emotion, but propel it, like propel it so much higher into the stratosphere. And Ladisi's picked some stunning songs, Feeling Good, of course, which uh, that was Nina Simone over the big band sound. Uh, My Baby Just Cares For Me, which is, that was a commercial high point for Nina. The deeply powerful work song, I can't fault her selections. I think they're beautifully done. As someone who listened to a lot of Nina a few years ago, um, it's a great, it's a great little project. It's only seven songs. Wild Is The Wind, which was a live performance. I could just see myself being in like some smoky bar room at 2 a.m. listening to that song and it would just be amazing. So that was a really great project. It was a nice project to put on when you're just trying to chill. So that was me, Charlie. What about yourself? Oh, I feasted. Feasted this week. Feasted. Absolutely feasted. Big week. Big week. So so many projects. I have three that I didn't even get to and I'm going to have to move on to next week. So, yeah, something to this two throughout the week. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine projects. Uh, start off with Uroy, uh, Solid Gold, uh, obviously posthumous album uh, from the legendary selector that is uh, Uroy. Um, absolute banging, just, uh, just, just banging beats in terms obviously if you listen to the album you quickly realize that you know they're basically you know fundamentally covers in that fashion uh but the people he brings on to the onto the record uh se- several several marley's hang on let me just get on the track of this record uh several <clears throat> uh yeah ziggy marley santa gold on man next door bangs uh shaggy on ruling the nation uh, uh, wake the town. Oh, I love that. Just love that original song itself. Uh, Soul Rebel with David Hines, uh, Jesse Royal on Small Axe doing Small Axe. Oh, it's just it's it's so wonderful. And uh, finishes off with uh, Every Knee Shall Bow uh, with Big U for Mick Jones, which is super long. Uh, but there's also a, a, a scientist dub version of it, which is just absolutely banging. I, I love me some dub, like the bass just. Oh, just smacks so nice uh, yeah man but uh yes yeah, it's, it's it's all you know you know covers so to speak but you know it's got that you roy uh, uh vibe to it he's always constantly behind the uh, usually 
Usually I hate that kind of way of uh, doing things, but Uroy just makes it so authentic. And I, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, Any, uh, under 25, uh, debut EP from uh, uh, the from the London artiste. Uh, obviously came through that pen Black Girls. That's obviously been go- making the rounds. Uh, but the EP itself is just really nice. Um, you know, I'm loving the. I've, I've I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I'm loving the crop of women that are coming through right now. Um, that just just scream. You know, just a children of Miss Dynamite kind of thing going on. Uh, a lot of what any does really. Rem- uh, a couple of these tracks really reminds me, like Malibu, for example, uh, and I want. Uh, really comes through as like a. You know Ray Black when she did doing uh doing me uh, kind of thing that energy that youthful energy youthful young black girl kind of uh, uh living uh living life kind of thing I really like it um and I just like the smooth uh hip hop just 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 hip hop you know a chill kind of thing going on from out most of the, most of it you know she she's half rapping in a way but it's kind of like near spoken word in in a sense but it's obviously very structured i i just, I just love it i love any i love people like Bina. i love these i love this crop of women coming through right now they're all doing uh, their own uh, similar sounds and they're obviously uh, their own um uh, their own uh perspective on things um and obviously pain black girls is just an absolutely banging track with army of brave on that uh, as well it's great wonderful ep um dave all in aloneness together yeah uh, i'm gonna just talk about it more basically since uh, uh <laughs> since ben went with the complete went down the completely sentimentality route um <clears throat> I really like this album. Uh, I really enjoy this album. It's definitely on the long list for album of the year for me. Um, I, 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 I love the just the, the first half of the album. Definitely is just absolutely just banger after banger. Um, I'll be real with you. I think Clash is my least favorite track of this album, and I think that's saying something. Um, considering how many people actually like Clash. Yeah, I don't disagree um, with I, you on that. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I'm. I'm not. I. I. As a track itself, I'm not really into it. I. I don't really like the hook. I, the flow's a bit weird. More than one. Something. Something one. Jordan. Jordan But what? Yeah, but just, the thing is, why is it so sleepy? That's the thing. That was yeah, exactly. I, it's like very they slow. Sound, they both sound disinterested to me. Is there a reason for like, that? Is it a technique? Like I don't. I, I don't, don't really. Get I don't it. know. I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, it's. It's just. It's. I'm not into it. Yeah. But considering that's the only single off this album, and the rest of it bangs to me, like that's saying something. To, uh, honestly, uh, Verdansk uh, uh, is that track that has been going around. If you look, if you look on Dave's previous tweets before any of this uh, album talk was uh, coming through, everyone was like, "Drop the drop this song." And uh, that was, uh, I think he posted on Snapchat or whatever, uh, like a year ago, last summer or whatever. And uh, th- that was the track, and I'm so glad because it basically gives me like money talk part two kind of vibes, and I really love that. Uh, I love the I love the beat on that as well. In the fire, just 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 absolute supreme posse cut. But I will say I it, 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 I don't think it's uh it, it's it's as goat talk as people have been memeing about it. It's it, they're doing the, the the everyone's doing that thing. It's like a uh, uh, you know, like a picture of five goats walking down the street, and it's like listening to listening to in the fire. I'm just like, it's it's okay, it's good. It's it's not it's not that great. It's not you know, 
it's it's not the best posse cut in the world. Uh, I would, but I, considering this is an hour thing, and I feel like you know, obviously the the twenty to one track, you play that. If you played this at midnight, and it was twenty to one, the song would come on at twenty to one. If you played it at midnight, so I feel like the time thing is was a was a something that Dave had to get to. And I feel like In The Fire is one of those tracks that I feel like if you gave me the Gets verse, the Day verse and the Gigs verse, I would have been fine. I'm not too hot on the Fre- on the Freddo and the, uh, I forgot, I forgot the man's name already. Uh, <clears throat> uh, the other one's, uh, the other one's uh, uh, verse as well. Uh, Meeks, yeah, Meeks. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it, it was okay. Three Rivers, great. I love the messaging of that track. Um I'm not still not I'm still not too high on Dave on an Afrobeat track. I don't know what it is. I just can't quite like it. Um I did like his I did like his verses on Lazarus. Um but past that I I just don't know. Like System and Lazarus just they're clearly there, you know, just to, just to just to break up the album a bit, but I I just don't know. I can't I can't Listen to Dave on it for Afrobeat track. It doesn't work for me. Um, but yeah, obviously, you know, both sides of Smiles, uh, you know, really great with that James Blake. Snow Allegra on Law of Attraction, great. Heart Attack, absolute just fucking poetry slam, pretty much. Um, and I'm here for it, honestly. I'm, I'm here for the poetry slam vibes. Uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's great. But yeah, overall, the album's great. I've, I kind of wish the album ended on Heart Attack, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but Survivor's Guilt is there and it is good, um, but I still feel like Heart Attack felt like a spiritual end to the album, but that's just me. But yeah, man, album's great. Definitely gonna listen to that. It's definitely gonna be on the short, li- uh, long list uh, for the album of the year, uh, for most people. Um, uh, but yeah, great album. Uh, BJ, oh, fucking hell, I need to speed through this. Uh, BJ the Chicago Kid, uh, 4am, uh, very lengthy EP considering it's only four tracks. Uh, the first, I think, um... Uh, which one is it? Uh, the first track, Fancy, is like six minutes or something. So I was just listening to that. I was like, this this, this song's going on for a minute, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, that's that's a lengthy one. Uh, I did like uh, Type of Day with Eric Bellinger. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, Make You Feel Good with Lucky Day is cool. Love You Slow is nice as well. But yeah, man, 17 minutes, solid EP. Can't complain. Uh, Katori Walker, She. Uh, love me some Katori Walker. Always keeping it fresh, you know, starting to do different things. Um, I wasn't really into Ride or Windows Down at first, uh, but when it got to Hungover with Call Me Naj, uh, and, f- and just the next three songs after that, uh, they were great. Love those, uh, three tracks especially. You know, it's five songs, ten minutes, um, Katori Walker's always keeping it fresh, and I'm here for that, always here for that experimentation. Uh, Avelino, Ego Kills, uh, you know, solid mixtape, uh, can't complain, you know, solid batch of songs, Demons is a, just a heat of star of a track, uh, heat of first track, uh, uh, Late Night Rolling, I really enjoyed, uh, the, the, oh, the, 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 ble- the, ble- uh, the bleeding from Gorillas to Waze, <sighs> banging, 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 uh, transition from those two tracks especially, uh, solid drill tracks on that front, and me and my friends of Retreat 2, of course, Standard Procedure, banger, uh, but yeah, solid solid mixtape for sure. Um, Joel Culpepper, friend of 5E, Joel Culpepper, Sergeant Culpepper. Been waiting for this one for a minute and it did deliver in spades. Uh, Tears of a Crown, just, I I just, the imagination just just goes for that. I, I love that song so much. <clears throat> Return of War, those are the two, well, two, well, two of uh, two singles, especially uh, combined together. Um, really funky, really funky thing going on there. Loving the, loving the guitars behind and and the wah wah, you know, it's just great. 
<clears throat> Poetic Justice is a beautiful uh, track. Love that track. Uh, Kisses I've heard uh, live from him, and it's really for the ladies. Definitely, definitely like a you know a hey ladies kind of track. Um, so yeah, he's he's you know slapping on the full set. Oh, I just I can just imagine him with his shirt off recording that. So yeah, I can, uh, it's definitely for the ladies on that one, and also in senior sex as well. Actually, uh, you know that's, that's that's for the ladies as well, but it's still a jamming song. Um, and the last three tracks, remember Break and Black Boy, oh, just elite top tier uh, three track stretch right there absolute bangers um yeah guys if you want some funk soul um just some uh, amazing and shout out to J- uh, k young on dead bodies uh, uh on the production on that front banging track um but yeah man if you want some you know funk soul you know what i mean just coming back with that kind of vibe that real modern soul essence joke up has that in spades Please give that a spin. Please give that a spin, guys. Definitely. Uh, what's next? Uh, Leon Bridges, Gold Digger Sound. Yes, sir. Love me some Leon Bridges. If we're talking about, if you're talking to me about modern R&B, Leon Bridges needs to be one of like the first three names that needs to come up. Honestly, um, this is the R&B I like. This is the R&B I enjoy. And uh, he comes through with just some real nice sounds. Terrace Martin's on here. Robert Glasper's on here. Um, but it's, honestly, it's all about Leon and just like the really great songwriting, you know, kind of simplistic in a way, not a negative for me. You know, you can really go with it. And if you listen to this a few times, you'll have this album down to a T and you'll be singing along to it all night. It's just an absolutely amazing album. Really enjoyed that. And lastly, the composers, uh, the experience. Uh, I need these guys to do more production work. Uh, the production on here is absolutely absurd. Uh, these are four guys. <clears throat> uh, if you watch her latest show, Mo Gilligan, obviously uh, they're there. It's like the music, the the band for him. Um, but he come, they come through this uh, EP. Uh, they got Afronaut, Afronaut Zoo, uh, Mr. Easy on Problem, uh, Koji Radical on his time intro, banging intro. Uh, but you know they're they're kind of like a band, but they also have you know really good just uh, general uh, you know music production chops. And I just love the mix. I love the mix they have and the blends they do, the genres they, they pick up throughout the throughout the record. It's a absolute banging EP, nearly half an hour, eight songs. Uh, you will get your fill with this one, definitely, uh, in the running for the EP list at the end of the year. And with that said, we shall get into our ninth edition of uh, DITV Bites. And... Uh, <laughs> Let's get roasting. Uh, so, um, Ben has listened to, well, heard, watched. Did you watch the live stream or just listen to it? I don't know how it was. Um, I didn't do either. I, could, I, I didn't I was, do either. I, I, haven't, I have not engaged with the live stream. You did not engage? Okay, no. interesting. So you haven't listened to whatever pieces of Donda he gave? I haven't. I've only listened to the, uh, the Jay-Z verse and a couple of random snippets I've come across. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. So you you talked about it to me as if you were listening to it live. Okay. Um so yeah, obviously that uh the the, the Donda live stream came through, everyone was hyped about it and everyone was waiting for the album, waiting for the album. And I woke up, you know, just just refreshed and ready to go on a Friday, getting ready to work, and I peeped my Twitter and I was like, Oh boy. <laughs> People stayed up to peep Donda. <laughs> And I just couldn't help but laugh because, come on, guys, you've you've all seen you've all seen uh, the 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 days uh, uh, the, uh, the 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 yeah. days uh, missed post that Ben has posted several times over the years. Come on, guys, you you know the game, 
come on. Like, the fact that you guys, ex- uh, you know, fool me once, <laughs> fool me once, shame on you. Fool me seven times, you know. Just, <laughs> More just than that now. Come on. Is it? It's it's over seven. Like it's 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 becoming a bit of a joke, guys. You know, you guys participate in the meme so much, and then you actually stay up for midnight. Like, That's go the to thing. bed. That's the thing. Go yeah. to bed. Yeah. Go to bed. So yeah, thoughts on just the whole, just the the the, the umpt- umpt- umpteenth time of uh, another missed deadline for Kanye. Ben. I mean, there's no emotion attached to it for me, and I'm a bit confused. Zero. Zero. <laughs> Because I thought I'm here yeah, for the food for the bands. Here for the I bands. thought we were just getting the jokes off, but then people were really upset that it didn't drop, and I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> how long? How long exactly. you been playing this game? Like this game's been going on for years, you know? Like even uh, you know everyone was saying, oh, it's definitely gonna drop. It's definitely gonna drop.' And I went back through Kanye's Twitter, and he said the exact same thing. July 20, 2020, He said it was July twenty one. Donda Friday. It didn't drop. Like, I, I don't really understand what people are... And this has been the case. I don't think it's ever affected me really throughout the years when Kanye's missed release dates. I don't really think I've cared that much. I think with Life of Pablo, maybe a little bit, because I, I kept hearing so much about it and he kept talking about it so much. But with this one, I mean, I didn't expect it to drop at all and it, it didn't drop. And I, I don't think it, you know... <laughs> Kanye is such an interesting case. He he basically has carte blanche to do whatever he wants right now with, you know, he, he's uncancelable. Uh, he says whatever he wants. He does whatever he wants. And it's it's amazing the way that the industry rallied around him when he said the album was dropping and everyone kind of went bonkers. But I do see the other side of it. I do see the, because I'm on the other side. I'm on the, the media side, I guess. And like my Jay-Z tweet about Jay-Z and Kanye and how long it had been they'd since they were on a on a project together that got a million impressions in one day like this it's a it's a juggernaut it's like a commercial force whenever Kanye does something and it's it's fascinating to me it's so fascinating to me the way that people get swept up in this and I I guess we've been starved a little bit for content in the last 18 months so that's why people went so bananas but Look, man, I don't anyone out there who really thought it was going to drop. Did people think it was really going to drop? Like, I don't. It, more often than not, Kanye misses a release date. Even with um, KSG and and Ye, which both dropped on the day that they were meant to drop, they were still like twelve hours late. Like, he's always late, man. I don't know. I don't. I don't have a. I'm surprised that it got this much. You know, I'm a bit confused to be honest. I thought this was always going to happen. Yeah, and. Even with that said, because um, you kind of made you kind of made my point. I'm 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 not here. I'm not staying up. I barely stay up for most albums, to be honest. Like I might stay up for the Sims album. That's probably it for me, right? Um, the last the last time I did it was probably uh, for Rhapsody's album, and that was only because oh, I was up doing yeah. work anyway. You me- you remember when I I, I was like guessing up. But see, the <laughs> problem the problem is with Charlie is like if something comes out that we both like, he knows that he's gonna wake up to twelve voice messages from me, and he's gonna have to like just not. And and the thing is, it's scary because I might send him a text, like I might text him like I did with the Dave album, and just start quoting bars, and then Charlie's uh, like, bro, stop bar. <laughs> What what was it? What was the term? Bar spoiling. I mean, 
I mean, I said bar spoiler. I, I, I said it as if it's a thing. Like, I don't know if it's a thing, but I was just like, Boy, I, I, I just won't cut, bro. Let me listen to it yeah, at least like, before we start yeah. trading bars. You know what I mean? Yeah, just like, like, give me a second. Yeah. Like a fucking genius in my pocket. Like, oh, chill yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> I got overexcited. <laughs> I said, send me notifications. New Dave lyric. Like, no, no. It's <laughs> not what I'm here for. Like, yeah. Imagine if genius did that. Fucking hell. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it, yeah. I, I I did it once for Rhapsody and I was just like, oh my gosh, bro, 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 this is fucking elite. Uh, uh. Um, yeah, so I really I rarely stay up for an album. It's not really my thing for staying up for things. In that case, like I know, you know, people used to do it for games back in the day, and I was just like, oh, okay, each their own. I'll just you know, I'll mm. just wait. Remember that? Remember that? Remember that day, guys, when people used to wait outside uh, stores to get games. Now you could just, you know, get it pre-order it and then it downloads immediately you know maybe we used to do it we used to do it for harry potter books we used to go like oh midnight. my yeah. gosh oh, i you remember what? that as well people used it to was, do it for books bro it was oh. wild man my sister would get it so we'd get it at midnight and my sister would stay up and she'd read it in 12 hours because she was a fast reader and then she'd give it to me at like midday the next Shit. day yeah man she was she was committed fucking hell uh, whole books. What's your favorite Harry Potter book? Just as like, uh, I think Order of the Phoenix is probably the. I th- I do like Deathly Hallows a lot. Like I really do like the nihilism and the darkness of it. But Order of the Phoenix, I think, is just it's a great book. It's really exciting. The sixth book is yeah. not that great, but like, yeah, Order of the Phoenix, I, I really enjoyed. Yeah, I, I I asked that question as if I've read all the books. I've only read like the first two. So okay. <laughs> I don't know why I asked that, but uh, if you want my opinions on the films, uh, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban is the best, and there's no. It is. It is. You um, know what? Prisoner of Azkaban actually is because the first two movies were kind of like child movies. You know, they were really like Disney-ish. Yeah. But yeah, Prisoner of family, Azkaban yeah. was like. Just the aesthetic yeah. was incredible. And I think they re-upped it for the Deathly Hallows, which I really liked. I really liked the yeah. fact that they kind of brought that aesthetic back. But it's it's a great yeah. movie. It's well shot. Yeah, they gave the keys to Alfonso Cuaron and he was just like, all right, let me let me, let me me switch this shit up a bit. And just yeah. went, woof, just Loved a prisoner ask man. Just made it supremely dark and it was so fucking good. Anyway, side note aside, um, what were we talking about? Uh, talking about staying up for music. Yeah, don't want to stay up for music. Who does that? Everyone does it apparently. Uh, you lot of weirdos for doing it for Kanye. Oh yeah. Okay. So uh, the next point I wanted to get to is on this front is basically um, why 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 is Kanye like purposefully sabotaging his shit? Like I, I get I get everyone has a you know everyone's artistic process is different, but I find this supremely chaotic mm. and just just I don't know to a detriment. I ha- it has to be to, for some sort of detriment. You, know, you can't even even with uh, you mentioned Pablo, like that was like the first album I've ever heard of that that literally was re-edited like in the space of a week. Mm. Like obviously, obviously people have you know remixed and remastered tra- uh, 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 you know stuff. I can't, I actually can't uh, listen to Dizzy Rascal's Boy in the Corner that much anymore because I know they've mi- redone it. Like everything, sa- like things, things sound different, and it and it re- it's really jarring to me. So I don't think I can listen to D- uh, Boy in the Corner fully anymore unless I have like the OG CD, <laughs> and I don't think I have that anymore. So if anyone wants to lash me an OG CD of Boy in the Corner, that would be greatly appreciated. But um, yeah, I it, it freaks me out. Like when I, when I listen to too uh too far, and I'm just like that thing's gone. I don't know what that thing is, but it's gone. Um, so yeah, but. 
I I've, I don't know anybody that has literally re-edited their album and basically resubmit it. Um, I don't know if it's a common thing because obviously you know we do it. I do it for podcasts. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the amount of things I've I've changed uh, that you pro- you lot have probably not even noticed as soon as it dropped, right? And I had to change it uh, ten minutes later. Right? You know I get it, right? If 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 it's a common occurrence, but the fact that it was literally so obvious on Pablo. Because didn't he like yeah. remove a track or just um, well, completely yeah. redo a track, like a completely different edit? I think it was Wolves, wasn't Wolves. it? He redid like, Wolves yeah. multiple times. Yeah, exactly. Like that's I I don't I you know I I said this when I listened to, when I listened to Pablo and I was talking to a friend about it and I was just like I find that to a detriment. Like if you can't, but I I just find that a bit of a I don't know. Like if you if if I listen to it the first time. And now you've given me a different version. I don't know how to take that. You know what I mean? I'm not taking it positively. Um, but I guess I'm taking it negatively. You know? But I just find I just find his uh, and the fact that now he's residing in in literally uh, the Atlanta Stadium, whatever it's called, Superdome. Mm. Like what? <laughs> just just go to a fucking studio and lock yourself in like everybody else. Like, why, why, why does he have to be so contrarian sometimes? It's just like, oh. And I, I said this joke. I said this joke on uh, to to Ryan a couple of others. Um, let, me, let me get it up because I find it quite funny. Um, I I said watch watch dissect do this album in five years and somehow connect the stadium residents to to some key change on the fifth track like it was a premeditated deep deep decision. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not. It's not. It's it's just how can you reside in a stadium? Does that even exist? Well, anyway, I mean, uh, they, they that, used was a, to... that was a bit of a rant. There was no rhyme or reason to that. That was a bit of a rant. No, so, you've yeah, hit go, on something. Go with you over that. You've hit on something fascinating. I mean, just on that note, like when they were doing Wash the Throne, they they were I think it was the Mercer that they just like booked the whole top floor off, and then you know it was just a hotel. You know, it was a hotel room and hotel facility that they turned into a studio. Uh, the Hawaii thing, the Wyoming thing. Like Kanye obviously has these kind of creative ideas where he needs to be in the same place all the time. It's really a fascinating way. But you did hit on a really important thing, I think, there with regards to him changing the album a lot because multiple people have said that Donda has changed repeatedly. Like, I forget who it was, but they were saying that, uh, I think it was Fake Shore Drive. Um, someone said that, that the album had, from the, the previous week, to the listening party, the album had completely changed. And we hear this all the time. We heard this with Ye. We heard this with Life of Pablo. And a lot of people are uh, attributing it to perfectionism, but I don't necessarily, I, I can't speak for what Kanye is, you know, his his mental state or, or you know, wh- why this is happening and why he's doing this. But I don't necessarily see it as perfectionism. I see it more with, with Charlie saying it's chaotic. And it is a bit chaotic. It's almost like, because, you know, perfectionism, I, I saw that with Pablo. I think it that's where it, it really fell down, where perfectionism is you just... It gets to a point where you've already got it to 100%, but you're not, you, you don't have any kind of understanding of what 100% is, so you just keep changing it. And like I, I said it once, like uh, someone was editing my article once, and it took them about a month to edit this article, and I'm not a great writer. I'm a, I'm a very functional writer and I'm a very quick writer. So I'll write an article in a day and it'll be 80%, 85% of what I'm capable of, but I'll get five articles written in a week rather than one a month. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a different kind of thing. 
And after a month, this person was editing their own edits. And it was just a fascinating process to watch because I was being paid for the article, so it didn't matter that it was taking so long. It was their article. I'd given it to them. But I was watching them go through the Google Doc editing their own edits. And I was like, what are you doing at this point? Like, just get it out there. Get it done. And I see that with Kanye in on Life of Pablo. There was no need to continually change Wolves. But it's just a fascinating look into his process. And I'm seeing a little bit of haphazardness come in now with this album was done and ready and people had heard it. And then a week later at the listening party, it's a completely different album. They're saying that Jay-Z recorded his verse that day. Uh, then, you know, I think it was Lil Baby or it might have been Lil Dirk said that they just finished recording their verse and then there were pictures coming out of Kanye still in the studio. It's a mess. It seems like a mess. And I think that the music, I, I, I can't say it suffered. I can't say it suffered because I think even with Ye and KSG and Jesus is King, they were all tight records, whether you like them or not, whether you think they're mediocre or not. And I think Kanye, it's always difficult for him to continue to put out music because those first five albums, first six albums, first seven albums, if we go to Pablo, they're unbelievable. Like they're unbelievable. There's there's barely anything better than them. There's you know you could argue mm-hmm. Kanye has the best discography in hip hop history, and not yep. many people would fight you on that. You know there there might yep. be a discussion around it, but mm-hmm. people are saying Jesus King is not that great. It's like it is actually pretty good. It's just very very difficult to match up, and so maybe he's suffering from that. Uh, weight of expectation that those first few albums because the the process around them did not seem the same as it is now you know it seemed like he kind of got them done and they were late sure they were late but it wasn't like the album would completely change within a week you know and that's what we're hearing now these stories of albums changing in a whole week completely changing and it's it's so interesting but i can't put my finger on anything like it it's ran- it's almost random the way that he's creating at the moment and i don't know man I, I i hope that he's got it under control because i could imagine having so many songs and so many ideas and so many different directions it must be so hard to bring that all together and and present a coherent product maybe that's what he's struggling with at the moment maybe he's really struggling to put it into a package that makes sonic and you know conceptual sense you mentioned editing, and I find, and I, that's probably that's probably my issue here. Um, secret that uh, you actually uncovered it for me and unlocked it, because you know I've my 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 process when it comes to writing. So, uh, for example, right, uh, I am similar to uh, I, I I find I find myself pretty flexible, right? I I I can I can write a you know, I can write a TV pilot in eight days, right? Um, if I really wanted to, from scratch, from literally, you know, nothing. Mm. Um, but I can also, I can also spend ten weeks uh, deep researching a feature and then whacking out a first draft in, you know, six weeks or whatever, and then spend the first four weeks ed- uh, researching or whatever, right? And building up character bios and ed- ed- all that, all that, all that, that some script people do, right? So I could do whatever, right? If it's the long one or the short term, uh, just whack out whatever and let your brain bleed, right? But when it comes to editing, I feel like there's a way to do it for for a lot of people. And for me, you can't. It's hard to edit when you're when you've just done it. 
You know, like mm. the fact that the fact that you've you heard it. So he had a live listening party, and then a week later, there's a completely different version of the whole thing. That's just not going to work. I think, in my mind, I don't think that works for anybody because you're just too attached to it. You're too close to it. Take a month out. Just don't listen to it. Take a month out. Don't listen to it. And then come back to it and you'll come through with fresh ears. I think fresh ears is really like a thing. I, I genuinely think that's a thing uh, in, terms of, in terms of editing and looking at your own work objectively. Because you you spend if you spend obviously you know for people that do albums you know some people take years doing an album like you can't you can't you can't look at an album right say it's done and then give it a listen immediately and not just see it in you know you you, you need fresh ears you really do you need uh, you know whether you want to do it yourself or have someone listen to it for you with those with said fresh ears that's up to you I'd rather do it myself. And if that's the case, you know, just take a take a couple of weeks. You know, it's different for some people. Some people can take a week and be fresh. Some people take two weeks, two months to be fresh, right? To be considered looking at it fresh. But um, you know, wherever you think wherever you think your time lim- uh, time period is on that getting is freshness, <laughs> so to speak, right? Wherever you think your time is, just, just do it. Like if you want to listen to it for you and edit yourself. Then you need that. You need that time and space. I feel for most creative people, you need that time away to just push it away. You've done it, and you know you've done it, and you can be happy that you finished it. Now, when you go back to it, you will come back with fresh ears. You will come back with an objective perspective on it. You'll listen to it again. Just go, hmm, that's interesting. I'm gonna change this bit. I'm gonna change that bit, and then you, and then you've got it. You, you got the train going again, right? But but literally dr- nearly dropping it having a list having a whole private listening party and then immediately changing it and now i think as it goes it's coming in august that's not that's not a way that's i, I just find again the chaotic nature is is it's just off-putting to me i don't find it productive um but if that's the way that's the way if that's how you feel it should be done it should be done but i i just see it as I mean, subjectively and objectively, I just see it as to a detriment in some way. But that's just me. I mean, I'm just fascinated to hear the record. Like, I, you know, I've said all this stuff about the process and how it looks a bit haphazard to me and I don't really understand it. But this is Still just me. Though, <laughs> of course. But this is also, you think about it, this is just me riffing. Like, I'm just commenting. I, I have no idea. I literally don't. I'm just curious. You know, I, I don't think these questions will ever really be answered. Uh, and I don't think they can be answered within the music either because at the same time as we get the record, we don't know what's missing. We don't know what was left off. We don't know what iterations it's gone through. So, you know, you you might well say that you don't like... I would love to ask those questions. I would love to have that conversation with Kanye, honestly, because it would be so fascinating to understand his process and how he conceptualizes the whole aspect of making a record and what his, what he views his process as, you know, because I think we all do have a process when we're creating and it's t- entirely unique to every person. You know, for example, with me, I, I get creative in, in spurts, so I might be creative for two days out of a month. And in that two days, 
I have to write down every idea I have and I'll have 50 to 100 of them. And then for the next month, I can like slowly work through all of them because I'm gonna have no creativity for the next 28 days. It's just, it's a weird thing. It's always been the case for me. But I'm similar to Charlie in that I could write 10,000 words in two or three days and then I'll write 10,000 words in two or three months. And that's the, that's the extent, like I, I can't force it. And so it would be very fascinating to know how Kanye views that version of his creativity. But I think people are really excited to hear what he has to say. And I do wonder, the, the other side of it is I do wonder how much pressure he feels because he is a supremely confident person and he should be. He's, he's, he's a genius. Like he's un, un, like there's, no, there's no debate. You know, there's no debate. He's one of the greatest artists I've ever encountered. But does he feel this pressure? Does he? Does that pressure make him do certain things? Does it make him leave certain things off? Does it make him add certain things in? Uh, you know, I didn't particularly like the Jay Z verse that I heard. I didn't think it was top tier Jay Z. I think Jay Z's been up and down since four four four. I think obviously on a written testimony, he was immense. It was the best rapping I've ever heard him do, apart from four 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 and Reasonable Doubt. But then there's been a couple other songs like Entrepreneur was not good. Uh, there's just a couple of other yeah, there's a couple of other performances in there that I haven't. Banger. <laughs> I mean, if you want to bang your head against a wall, yeah, it's a banger. <laughs> it's a rough one. Nice, it's a, nice, nice. It's a rough one. So yeah, I mean, I I say all that to say like I'm not. This is not me criticizing Kanye. I love and I said this on Instagram and I got a bit of hate for it. At it, at some point in my life. Every Kanye album has been my favorite. And I didn't know when it would be Jesus is King, but I knew it would be at some point. And it, it always happens organically. And it was December last year, and I had a breakdown in, on uh, Christmas Eve, 24th of December. It was a really bad breakdown, and it's been it's been ongoing since then. And I just gravitated back to that album, and it was so calming. It was so soothing. It was just, I can't explain it. It was beautiful. It's a beautiful experience. And... It was my, and I got I got hammered on Instagram for saying that at the moment Jesus is King is actually my favorite Kanye and most listened to Kanye album. So I yeah I say all that to say this is not a this episode is not a criticism of Kanye at all. I I don't really have any emotional attachment to his release schedule because I don't think anyone really can. I just don't think it's it's too it is a bit haphazard the release schedule and maybe that's just the the tip of the iceberg when it comes to that that randomness but fuck i would love to have a conversation with him one day and and see how he views his process and what his process actually is what gets left off why it gets left off um oh my god it would be it would be really interesting to know that but maybe we'll get it one day maybe someone will will have that interview maybe it's already out there and i haven't heard it so if if it's out there and you're listening right now feel free to dm me and let me know because i'd be very fascinated yeah but knowing you know how people like to interview they just want to get hot takes from him yeah that's just the like problem, and just man. sound bites just just yeah just um it's gonna be it's gonna be that garbage just, you just can see every interview waiting for that kind of conversation that nuanced conversation it's just gonna be like yeah how's the divorce between you and kim's oh, yeah. skip 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 yeah. Yeah. speaking of skipping actually one more one more point uh Let's all pray for Mike Dean. Anyway, continuing on. Um, I love Mike so Dean. I want to shout t- out, no, <laughs> shout, hang, hang on, shout out Mike Dean. Shout out Mike Dean. He's a great guy. He's a really great guy. He's actually the only engineer and producer who's worked on every single Kanye commercially released project. That's a wild stat, man. Shout out Mike Dean. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, yeah, for a second, I guess topic, so to speak, I can't. I've I've always wanted to talk about uh, how pe how how we listen to music because I feel like a lot of people, because um, I've been having conversations with a few people uh, when we listen to stuff, and you know, they they their opinions change when they go to certain places, um, or or listen to it in a different setting. And I always find that interesting of like, because I don't really do that. So um, I wanted to know like, how how do you listen to music and do you do it in several ways in order to judge if something's good or not? So are you one of those people that needs to bump it in the whip, so to speak, in order for it to be good? Or, or, is, you, or is it just a, you know, throw uh, like a, like a, like every, uh, like every video loop for every chill hop live stream, do you just like put on headphones and just like, you know, just vibe out with a laptop on your bed? This is a great question because I actually lectured, I think it was Boston University on uh, the way that we can use music to change our emotional state. And in that, that way, uh, hopefully combat mental health and, and combat mental illness. And if anyone follows me on Hip Hop Numbers 2 or Last FM, you'll know that I just listen to vast amounts of music, like insane amounts of music. And I'm 32, so I've been doing this my whole life, and this is just how I listen to music. I listen to it while I sleep. I listen to it while I exercise. I listen to it while I drive. I listen to it everything while I clean, while I'm just lying in bed. I just Music is always playing. And with regards to hip hop, it's very specific related to the type of music I'm going to be listening to. Like if I'm in the car, I've got this playlist called hip hop. That's got like 2000 hip hop songs and they're bangers. You know, most of them are all bangers. And that's what I put on in the car. Very, very loud, very antisocial levels of, of volume. I remember I went and picked my friend up once and, um, pulled up outside her house and I had the music blaring very loud. And this guy was walking past, give me this weird look. And she came down and she's like, what the fuck? I could hear your music from the house. And I was like, oh shit. Like I didn't realize how loud it was. It was a bit, it was a bit ridiculous. So when it's a new project, uh, usually listen to it at night when I'm working uh, or playing FIFA or doing something chill or relaxing. But if it's just stuff I've listened to heaps of times, it's all in different categories. You know, like if I'm exercising, like 50 Cent or T Grizzly or Pop Smoke or something that's high energy is coming in. Uh, but then sometimes I listen to something that's emotional because uh, sometimes emotion drives my motivation. So, you know, I'm listening to Dave while I'm cycling because just it's it's a difficult listen and cycling is difficult. So it kind of matches up. But I don't really have any kind of rhyme or reason like when a new album drops, I don't have to drive with it, but I do fully recommend driving with records, man. That is a, that's a whole other experience. It, it sounds like it shouldn't, like it doesn't, it's, it, it sounds like a trope or a stereotype that you have to sit with a record in a car. I think it was, it might've been Jay-Z or there was someone else around that time who they always had to drive with the record for, you know, just listen to it while they were driving um, to see what it sounded like while they're driving around. And it's true, like if you're in the city, if you're out, like and you're out in the countryside, it's a completely different experience. So, but again, I still don't think you have to listen to a record whilst driving to fully appreciate it. I just think it's just a great experience. So I don't really have a specific way of listening to music. I just kind of listen to it all the time. And if there's new records, I, I just put them on in my normal rotation. 
Yeah, that's interesting. Um, as someone who inter- doesn't, uh, as someone who doesn't drive, Charlie, like, does it does it <laughs> piss you off? That, like, does it? But does it? Th- do you feel like you're missing out on something? I mean, I, I guess, but I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm not exactly that. Uh, I'm not exactly pressed about it. I'm, I wouldn't mind, and I and when I'm in the whip, I do take advantage. Uh, and most people will give me the orcs anyway because they know I'm a good orcs player. Um, but uh, you know, I'm a good orcs DJ, by the way. Book me. Hit <laughs> the DM. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I take advantage when I'm in a whip. But uh, yeah, I would I want to whip every time for just so I can bang this one track. Not really. I'm not. I'm not exactly pressed to like. Oh, oh this needs to be bumped in the whip immediately. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it, it may be. It may be. Maybe maybe one day when I have that element, uh, it will be you know right into it will slip right into how I listen to things. But uh, a quick question before I get into what I, how I listen to things: uh, do, do you have like you know like a, a subwoofer just you know just chilling randomly in the back of the car? Or? No, not in the car, but I do have two subwoofers in my room, so I do. Um... Okay. Things get a little bit hectic in in my yeah. room sometimes, especially when I'm home alone. So not the car, because I think it's a little bit. Uh, you know, I grew up in Sydney no. in the West in Australia, <clears throat> so I grew up around people with subs in their car, and it just sounds ridiculous a lot of the time. It just sounds like someone's banging tin cans. So I never really <laughs> went down that path. Uh, now I will say this: um, the, the other the other day, uh, I was home alone for like the first time in ages, and. Uh, I listen. Uh, blasting music, Home Alone is is a top tier uh, way Absolutely. to listen to music. Absolutely. I love, I love just blasting tunes while you're just a, doing whatever around the house. A Home Alone, elite way of listening to things. Um, but yeah, most of the time for me personally, uh, majority of the time, I think I say like ninety percent of the time when I'm listening to music it's on the move. Uh so whether I'm walking the dog, uh most of the time when I'm listening to these albums that I'm talking about for DITD, most of the time it's during a, uh, I listen to it during a dog walk, uh which is about two hours, uh give or take. So yeah, I, I usually just get all my new tune all the new tunes out uh during that, you know, that particular time during the day. Um, so, you know, it could be raining, it could be blazing hot, it could be, you know, freezing cold, whatever the season is. So, you know, it's, it's, it differs. Um, but yeah, I just throw in my earphones and, uh, spin and spin, uh, during that time. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's most of the time I'm listening to new stuff at that point. Uh, but when I'm out and about properly, you know, just going to, town or whatever you know uh, just on walking to somewhere to meet me up or someone or whatever um you know i i rarely pop on new stuff uh just because i don't it, uh, the time isn't really conducive it's usually like half an hour so i'm just like yeah let me just put on just what i feel i usually i, I actually have only one playlist quote unquote i have several right i've, I've made playlists before you know i do a freaking Radio show, uh, oh yeah, 5UPN Radio, uh, Chin with Charlie, uh, mm. Volume 3, dropping on Monday, uh, so uh, go peep, go spin, oh, it's already dropped, <laughs> it's dropping before this episode, uh, so yeah, go peep that 5UPN Radio, uh, Chin with Charlie, we are doing a, a homage to Summer Madness by calling the gang, and it's amazing, um, 
so yeah, you know, I have playlists, but I have only have one main playlist, which I literally call my rigor rotation, and uh, I keep that fresh uh, for ten, uh, uh, you know, ten hours. It's 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 always ten hours, uh, you know, give or take. Um, I try and keep it as close to ten hours as possible, and uh, yeah, you know, just consistently refreshing that, taking out old stuff, putting in new stuff. I literally just put in that uh, TK Miser uh, Eden on there. Um, I've been blasting that uh, recently. It's been uh, that's been a tune. Is that so, yeah? That's kind. Is of, that the banger or is that the banger? That's the that first on? track. Oh, the first track. First track put, on the new EP. Put syrup. Is it syrup? Fuck, man, that is a that is. What the one with the Umi? Uh, yeah, nah, yeah. I'm, I'm, the, the, the fourth track. The beat is insane. I I forget the name. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean though. I do remember the track you're talking about. Mm. Um. I I just like Eden. I, I don't know. I love the I love the waviness of it. Anyway. Mm. Uh. Yeah. So. How I listen to music, uh, mostly just earphones, uh, you know, just walk outside, you know, just uh, take it in, in that, fr- in that fashion. Um, so I'm very, I'm very binary uh, when I listen to new stuff, you know, there are some times I listen to new stuff, you know, while working, you know, uh, I, listen, I actually listened to Dave while working, um, that was cool, but it's not my favourite way of listening to new stuff, especially, Um but uh, yeah, that's 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 all outside of the fact that I also listen to a fucking ton of podcasts as well, um, and usually that's mainly yeah. uh, that's that's I usually listen to those while I work most of the time, um, but uh, because it's Olympic time and also summertime, uh, some of the podcasts are lacking, so yeah, I've I've had to resort to audiobooks more recently, um, so I'm I'm kind of doing that as well. So I usually listen to those in the home while I while I work and you know while I you know cooking uh, while I clean clean stuff. Uh, you know that's usually where the regular rotation comes in or whatever you know I'm feeling. Sometimes I throw in some slow jams. You know what I mean some some old school soul stuff like that. Um, uh, or reggae, you know, a bit of Al, uh, either Al Green or like you know, <laughs> or like the Marley Family, one one or the other. Um, so yeah, that's kind of uh, that's kind of the gist of how I listen to music on a day to day. Mainly just walking the dog most of the time for new stuff, especially. Um, but everywhere else, you know, I just type the phone on the regular rotation or throw on some podcasts. What is your craziest or best first listen experience? Like what are what are those those times that stick out in your memory? Like oh shit. <laughs> Uh, funny enough, we were talking about that midnight shit. Um, I listen, I put on Damn at midnight, and yeah, I was in, I was is, at uni yeah. at the time. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was, I was you lot, and then I've just suddenly did that. Um, but you know, but that actually, as a, as a, as a, you know, screw you guys. Most of the time, my, I, my sleeping pattern is like two a.m. to, uh, uh, to two p.m. anyway. So you know, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, it was like a second year uni. Uh, that damn was coming. I was blasting humble constantly before that, anyway. Uh, and then just bro, the first time I listened, the first time DNA came through, bro, I melted. I fucking melted. I fucking disintegrated, bro. When that when that beat drop came in, that doo, 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 oh my gosh, my fucking head exploded. I remember that so vividly. Um, uh, the rhapsody definitely when I was uh, that, that's I was uh, I referenced I'll see that earlier. Um, there's 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 songs like uh when I listen to when I listen to Leslie from Dave I remember that was a midnight listen and I was just not ready for that uh, that shit was like what four like <laughs> that was obviously deep into the album so it was probably like uh I don't know like ten to ten to one and he was just talking about this girl who just 
just going went through the fucking ring in life, and I was just like, "Fuck!" <laughs> I, was, I was fucking just destroyed listening to that. Uh, first time I listened to Black as well, actually. I remember the first time I watched that music video itself. That was just fucking heat. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of like more far back. Like, uh, I remember the first time I listened to Currents. Uh, that was like first year Oof. at university. That was, that was, a, that Oof. was a fucking. I, li- I listened experience. to that on a speak. I listened to that on a speaker, and then I was just like, I, I, I and I spun it immediately again through earphones, and I was just like, oh shit. Oh. Yeah, I, I needed, I needed, I needed, I needed the difference. You know what I mean? Just I needed the, the encapsulation the earphones give you. Um, I need the vinyl of that. Oh, I've got the vinyl of that boy. I've got a big what pack. Is I've got what is it? Big, oh, the big pack. What does it sound like? Does it sound good? Oh, fuck, I might buy that right now. I, I, didn't, I didn't open it. I haven't opened it, bro. Oh, no. Come on, man. You got to buy it to listen. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fucking hell, I nearly dropped the fucker. Um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get it out. So it's collector's edition. Um, includes two LP color vinyl, uh, 12 inch of remixes, oh. seven inch of unre- unreleased B-sides, a flexi disc, which I've never had before. And I'm so glad to... What's a flexi uh, disc? Honestly, uh, just Google it. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a flexible vinyl, basically. Nice. And uh, and also a zine and a poster. Um, so yeah, I got that for like 40 quid. That is a fucking what? steal, to be honest. I was like, fuck, I'm copping that. <laughs> Shit. That's wild. Um, and yeah, uh, you know, obviously, and obviously, you know, we've had like several, uh, retrospectives where like I've listened to something and, you know, it's like the first time I've listened to it and I'm just like, fuck, or even like this, or even like, you know, I've, I haven't listened to it in a minute and I've listened to it again and I'm just like, fuck. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, I've had plenty of those moments in, you know, in the, in the, uh, in our DITD lifetime, um, yeah, it's just hard. It's just hard to. It's just hard to think. But those are the ones that come out uh, definitely to me. Uh, it's just like mind blown moments as soon as I first listened to it. It's so weird that all the all the current vinyls are shipping from the US. Man, it's an Australian band. Where the fuck is my? I don't want to pay thirty dollars shipping. <laughs> Where's fuck. the local? Where's the local? Where's I've the local had, farming? I've had some wild first listen experiences. So, Channel Orange by Frank Ocean, like just blew my mind absolutely blew my mind i was driving <laughs> this promotional car probably talks about it a million times on the podcast and that it was a shitty job man it was such a bad job driving around the city for six hours a day in a convoy with five other cars was just brutal and it was like 6 a.m we had to start work it was the middle of winter it was awful i felt like absolute garbage and i put that album on and listened to it for six hours straight i was like oh shit like i knew that that was that just felt special good kid mad city i actually listened to during the same job um had the you know an insane experience it's a pimper butterfly i remember i got it and i had this like chunky ipod classic and it had like this thing around this uh this this sleeve in it and i put it on and i was holding it while i was cooking and as soon as uh like i that album just blew my mind from the get-go I, I i don't know i just felt i can't explain it i can't explain it it dragged me into this this narrative and it was like watching the greatest movie it was it, yeah that was a super intense first listen experience uh more recently uh extension level two by buster rhymes which i uh, extinction yeah. level event two sorry i i sent charlie like 12 vms like when the <laughs> bell biv devoe sample came in i was just like 
Bro, I nearly he broke my neck. I nearly broke my neck when I was listening to that album. I was banging my head so hard. It was just a crazy experience. Uh, Rhapsody's last album, I actually had to pull over like six times to text Charlie again and be like, bro, what, <laughs> what, what? She said this, she said this, crazy. Like, that was a crazy uh, first listening experience. You know, with my favorite artists, I haven't really had those moments. I think because the, the times... Yeah, it is interesting, but I think it's because the times that I have been really had these like really crazy moments is I wasn't expecting it to be amazing. You know, like when 444 came out, I kind of expected it to be great and it was. It was really good. When My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy came out, I expected it to be good and it was good. You know, same with all Kanye albums. Uh, but when it comes to artists I've never listened to before, I'm not like really tapped into. Those are the albums that really floor me and and send me for a loop. And uh, the Dave album was was similar. I actually get this experience quite often. You know, not not heaps. I would say maybe twice a year, three times a year. Like the Mac Homie album was similar, but in a different way. I was actually I'd been driving. I was in Orange and I'd driven for probably seven hours that day, right? And um, it was such a long day. And I dropped my friend at the train station. And I still had a 40 minute drive home in traffic. And if like, when I tell you I hadn't slept the night before, it was, I was a mess. I was like, this is fucked. How am I going to get through this drive? And I almost felt like continuing the drive when I got home. Cause I was listening to Mac on me and I was just like, what the fuck is this? It was like an intellectual meal, you know? And I've said that a few times with, with uh, retrospectives we've done, especially with Nas. That was one of my favorites. The retrospectives have been great, honestly, because there's so much music that I haven't listened to. I have definite blind spots in my my uh, listening experience. And, you know, Digital Underground was one where I went back and listened and I was like, this is just a crazy experience. Uh, there's been a fair few that I've just gone back over and been, especially Common, some of Common's albums that I'd never heard before. Uh, it was like, whoa, man, this is something crazy that I've never experienced before. So that's actually, I, I know I'm speaking a lot here, but I said it last week, I think, with when I was reviewing, or might have been the week before when I was reviewing Ramble. And one of the things that I discovered when I was young was like, I really liked to just hear shit that I'd never heard before, like stuff that really excited me. I didn't, I wasn't really keen on discovering familiar, you know, music to what I already listened like, I wasn't going out there and looking for the same bands that sounded like The Killers or this. I was trying to find something completely different. And that's when I ended up on, like, Frank Zappa and Aphex Twin and Alpine Stars and all these, like, weird rabbit holes. So the times that I still have that, I still have this, like, urge to discover music. I just have to listen to, like, 90% of what comes across my, you know, account with hip hop numbers. And like, you see how many uh, new releases I put on every week. I try to listen to everything Mm -hmm. because it's just exciting. It's exciting. It's so exciting. It's just fucking right there on my computer on Spotify. And like discovering music is one of the joys of of life, I think. It's just such an amazing experience. And um, yeah, I've I've had some great times. I've had some great experiences with uh, records that it's always the ones you don't expect you know like i sure i expected dave to be great but i didn't think it would be that great because psychodrama is amazing and it's kind of like the sophomore thing like is it i think it was is that his sophomore album maybe he's got more than than psychodrama no uh, the psychodrama is his debut album yeah okay so yeah i mean the sophomore slump i was like yeah 
but then it surprised me because it was so brilliant. And it's like, and that's the thing Charlie said to me just before that album came out. He's like, I don't know what Dave's going to do here. I don't know where he's going to go. I don't know how he's going to approach this. And that's so exciting. And we circle all the way back to Kanye. That's actually why I'm really excited for this album to come out because I have no idea what's going to happen. I don't really want to hear like, yeah, I'll listen to a new future album, but I pretty much know what I'm going to get. So I know the situation I'm going to listen to it in and it's going to be familiar and it's going to be good. It's going to be high quality, but it doesn't excite me the way that a Kanye album because it's random or the J Electronica album because I'm like, I have no fucking idea what we're going to get, but this person is really talented and I'm really excited to be exposed to their artistry and see what direction they've gone. And yeah, that's that's the, the thing that excites me the most about listening to new music. That seems like a perfect place to end, but I'm going to give you one anecdote <laughs> just because <laughs> it might borderline uh, trigger some of you. But uh, my when you mentioned Channel Orange, I was like, I, my brain immediately went to a moment I listened. It was, it, I don't think it was the first time I listened to Channel Orange, but it was eight. It was the most prominent moment. <laughs> It's, it just came to my mind for some for just I think it's just because I it's it's borderline offensive of just how uh, of how I treated it. But um, <laughs> when you mentioned Channel Orange, I my brain immediately went to a time a few years ago where I was spinning the album and uh, <laughs> and I also ordered Subway. <laughs> So I was just eating, so I got a delivery for Subway, and I was eating Subway while I was listening to Channel Orange. That's a wicked, <laughs> that's so fucking that's random. A wild, just, that's a wild that's, setting to put on. <laughs> I was just fucking listening to Pyramids, fucking yamming like fucking chicken teriyaki. <laughs> <laughs> just eating a Subway cookie to Pyramids. Literally, that's bro. nasty, oh. Charlie. That's nasty, <laughs> bro. That's, that's that's so offensive, isn't it? But see, so I got I got something slightly more offensive. The experience than that. of a lifetime for some people, and I'm just yamming the chicken teriyaki. Pyramids, pyramids <laughs> with, self, gonna... with, with Southwest sauce on it. That's so lowbrow, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> bro, at least you didn't have ranch on it. Like, come on, me. You can't uh, listen to, you nah, can't so listen ra- to Frank Ocean. Some... Uh, I fucking, fucking hate ranch. Nah, ranch is, is so. Dog shit too, bro. The weird, the, the the disrespectful experience I had. I was I was with a, a lady, <laughs> and we were listening to a playlist. And I said, we always listen to her playlists. And I said, do you mind if we put my playlist on for once? She's like, yeah. So I put the no brainer. <laughs> I put Channel Orange on. Absolute no brainer in these situations. Like it's the sure, sure. it's the rote go to decision. I've had people sure. accuse me. <laughs> Of like trying to seduce, like I've had friends accuse me of trying to seduce them because Frank Ocean is playing, and I'm like, Jesus I'm not. I just I like the album. Relax. I'm not. It's that's not the message I'm putting out there. But on this occasion, I was, you know, it was my partner. After two songs, she turned it off. She said, "Ugh, I don't listen to that." <laughs> I was like, "Excuse me, <laughs> what?" I was like, "What have you said? What is this?" Oh, like, it was blasphemy, and um. Yeah, man, we're not together anymore. So. And you call I did, no shit. And you call me a hot take machine? Fucking hell. <laughs> hey, man, that was not me. That was someone else. But that was a bit of a hot. That's that's not a hot take from you. That's just like a weird <laughs> sub. No, I know it's not a hot take. Was just, Lisa I wasn't just like. Def- I just KFC knew to defend some people. Something. Lisa wasn't. <laughs> I just KFC. Did. 
<laughs> no, no like, not even KFC. Not even KFC, like a local chicken spot. Yeah, or like you were boating fucking or something. Two, just fucking six six piece six piece and six piece wings and chips for fucking two quid. Imagine if you're yeah, at the might, beach or something and you were just on you. on a boat with a hot dog and you're just like, you know what? I'm gonna put on a bit of pyramids right now. Like <laughs> that'll really set the mood. This ten minute. I don't. I don't know what my situation was at that point. I don't know why I was listening to Channel Orange at that point. I you don't know why one. I ordered Subway. I, I just, you were just alone, weird... Charlie. You were alone in that moment. That's I might lonely... have been home. I was, I, I was home alone. I know that for a fact. But That's... I don't know what in what situation I was like. Why am I listening? I don't know why I was listening to Channel Orange, and I don't know why I listened to Subway while listening to Channel Orange. It's just so such a weird combination, but it happened. That's it the happened, actions right? of a lonely man. That's that brought a tear to my eye. I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't listen to Channel Orange like you lot. All right. I don't listen to. I don't listen to to, to recreational sadness music like that. All right. Don't don't do that. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not slapping the fucking. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not slapping that shit on just for just to get my feels on. I'm not oh. slapping James Blake on recreationally. All right. Calm down. Bro, I'm putting some of that on to drown the tears out. I'm like, this is. You <laughs> I'm know. Good. That's not my steez. Not my steez, all right? Not definitely. Definitely mine. <laughs> yeah, definitely yours. <laughs> all right. Um, do, you, do you have a lighter note? Um, <laughs> do, do you want to leave it there? Because that was kind of my lighter note, to be honest. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I think I think we could probably... I'm trying to think, do I have a lighter note? I don't really think I have any lighter notes. Um, no, I, oh, I will say that we didn't do biz this week. We will do biz next week. I apologize for that. I know people were probably expecting us to do it this week, but uh, I had a massive, I had a lot of work on and I got the work done. And I will say that uh, Timberland is a wild, wild producer. The, 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 the statistics I just came up with, he has 12 billion YouTube views as a producer. He's produced 218 singles. He's just like, that billboard list came out of their That seems their like top- a lot of singles. It's it's a heap of singles. I think it was eighteen point seven percent of all songs he's produced are singles. But like that's the that's Timberland, you know, and he always pops up as a feature on his singles. It's crazy. The the man must be have a lot of money. But he ca- I think he came third on Billboard's top fifty producers list, um, oh, which is fair. That's fair of the twenty first century of the twenty first century. Yeah, but, um, man, that was just still horrible. <laughs> still the list was weird as fuck, man. They they put Kanye below someone, Mike Will or Lil something. Lil John. Lil John was in like the top fifteen above Madlib. Jay Dilla oh, wasn't yeah. even on the list. Uh, oh, Alchemist yeah. wasn't on the list. What? Yep. <laughs> oh, we don't need yep. to go any further. Than L. That. L. Yeah. L. Yeah. Just 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 look at the whole thing was in L. Like it was actually it was actually I, I I commented this so I was just like the longer you look at it the worse it gets. Yeah, it was I one saw of those that. Things. I saw it that. One and that was things. so that was so apt. That was really <laughs> one of those things that was very true. Yeah. yeah well, if you just... take a, a perfunctionary <laughs> glance, you're like, yeah, it's not too bad. But then you actually look at it and you're like, wait, yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, and no. then you get, oh no. And then you're like, ugh, ugh, no. <laughs> and then you just disengage. and that was and you, and I think you only put the hip hop oriented people on. Yeah. So I, did, yeah. I can imagine what the what the rest of this like is like, and it's just. Like, uh, low know, tier, like, man. I, c- I could understand if like Mark Ronson was like top five, you know, something like that. I'll be like, yeah, fair enough, it's Mark Ronson, something like that. But oh gosh, some of those were just egregious, bro. Egregious. Uh, yeah, before I get pissed off, let's finish. All right, fair. Okay. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, from the Fifth Home Podcast Network, this has been Digger Digits. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. I've been Charlie Taylor, the Fifth Home. I've been Ben Carter, Fifth Home Numbers. We hope you all have a good week. Be sure to try and do the same. I might actually get my fucking camera in the next week, so hey. by the next episode, hopefully I'll get my camera out. Uh, but until the next time, take it easy, ladies and gentlemen. All right, peace. Digging in the Digits is produced by me and Ben Carter. The show is edited by me. Music for the show is piece of video games by bonus points. Thanks to Chill Crackers for the ability to use. Socials for the fifth element, hip-hop by numbers, bonus points, and Chill Crackers will be in the full show notes wherever you're listening. This has been a fifth film podcast network production. Thanks for spending time with us. We shall see you next time on Digging in the Digits. <laughs> <laughs>